for another episode of the Christian Music Guys podcast. Thank you for joining us this wonderful day. And um, guys, it's been it's been fun so far getting to talk about one of our passions, Christian music. And um, holidays are coming up. Christmas is coming up. Uh, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. It was a it was a good Thanksgiving. Enjoyed all the food. And we have um, an episode today talking about a iconic uh, Christian singer, Brian Duncan. And Brian has been around for a while. Um, started back in 1973 with the Sweet Comfort Band. Uh, has won several Dove Awards and a Grammy and several nominations for Dove and Grammy Awards. So yeah, um, the man's a the man has an iconic voice. He has one of those voices where when you hear him sing, you know it is Brian Duncan, and he's got to tour with several amazing artists: Crystal Lewis, Kirk Franklin, um, just to name a few. Anointed. Um, so the man has has been around and had mad respects for him, and we get to sit down and interview him today. So Jesse, what do you think about Brian? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we talked about it when we interviewed him, uh, but it was, um, for me, I, I was introduced to Brian through his, um, his, his Christmas album, Christmas is Jesus. I didn't really, I mean, I, I think I knew his songs from the radio before then, but, uh, I think when I, like the first time I put a face to his music and his name to his voice, uh, was when that, uh, Christmas album came out and we used to listen to it. I listened to that thing on repeat. Um, so that was kind of my introduction to him. And, uh, and then I think, you know, once it, once it clicked, like, oh, that's that guy. Um, then all the other songs, I was like, oh, I started recognizing his voice and stuff, but yeah. And then, and then funnily enough, uh, when I moved to Mexico, uh, back in 2000, whenever it was 2010 or so, um, <clears throat> I didn't realize he had done a lot of Spanish, uh, music as well like with crystal lewis um and actually that surprised me too i saw crystal lewis and a bunch of people were like hey have you heard of crystal lewis i'm like well yeah um like the blonde haired white christian singer and they're like yeah she does a lot of spanish stuff uh and then brian duncan was with her a lot of times so yeah so that's cool um to it was kind of like you know i had gone several years without listening to him and then moved to mexico and started listening to him again but in spanish so that was uh that's pretty cool but yeah definitely um have uh, enjoyed his music over the years for sure. Nice. Well, we we are back at the Christian Music Guys podcast, and we have Brian. Thank you so much for taking some time uh, with us today. Um, we, you know, you have one of the most uh, iconic uh, voices in Christian music, and you're just uh, a blessing to to many many people. And we just thank you so much for taking the time. Well, you know, it's an opportunity pre-gratitude day. You know, we're supposed to be thankful tomorrow. I'm getting an early start, though. Yeah. <laughs> What's your plans for Thanksgiving? Well, you know, we we don't go very very far these days. Heck, you know, this is like at five dollars a gallon. I'm going. I'm not going to the grocery store this week. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll just hike down there and, you know, come back in a shopping cart, which is what we'll be living in in a matter of <laughs> in a matter of a few months if, uh, you know, if the prices continue to rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. 
I hear you, man. Um, well, you know, me, my wife and I, we've been married for 17 years, and I remember on our wedding day, we picked out a few songs that we wanted in our wedding, and we picked out A Heart Like Mine by you. Oh, Sarah. wow. And um, I will always remember that. And so I, w- I would like to know from you, since you're the man that sang it, what what's that song about? Or we obviously know what it's about, but how did it come about, you writing it and everything? Well, you know, that song was presented to me as a song called A Heart Like Mine, and um, I hated the lyrics. I'm <laughs> just going, well, <laughs> I, I can't sing this, because it was a shiny heart. You know, man, I'm going, who has a heart like that? That's not, you know, so it was mostly I kept, I kept, oh, Father God above uh, the one that you love, A Heart Like Mine. That's, I kept those lines, and I kept the music pretty much the same, and then I started then it was just an exercise in how would I describe my heart without using the word heart every five seconds. Mm-hmm. So it was a once vacant shell now reclaimed. That was pretty good because I wrote that in the when I was in the kitchen at breakfast and I had thrown the eggshells away and I'm looking at I'm looking in the trash can and I'm going there it is that's my heart right there it's like a cracked egg. Uh, and then there was one line that came because I wrote it over a couple of weeks and I was still traveling um, every every week So, and I remember coming home um, and I couldn't find my car in the parking lot it had been so long and I'm going where did it park and it's really just depressing because you're you know you've been gone for two weeks and you're going I don't even remember what parking lot I was in and <laughs> You know, and when I finally found my truck, it was clear on the backside, you know, because I was using the cheap parking. Because, you know, if you're gone for a week, you could spend $500 with leaving your car in, in a lot somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I I remember running out, hot dog, I found my car, you know, and, I, and I'm running to the truck. And that's when I thought, um, that's a, there's another description of my heart right there, a a desperate pulse racing to your embrace. Wow. Yeah. That's so there's, I mean, that's pretty much how my songs are usually written. I wander around behind the little animals and I'm constantly thinking about the next song that I'm working on. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they usually come, you know, lines come to you while you're doing other stuff. I mean, that's right. 90% of the time. Wow. Inspiration strikes when you least expect it, and, and and I appreciate that that story you told us because now I can tell my brother Jacob, uh, anytime we refer to his wedding, that you know, hey, your song, you had a song that was inspired by an egg, uh, for your wedding song, and not and only also, that, it was it was inspired by an egg, a broken egg in a trash can. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> yes, that's even better. And I guess we should just be thankful you weren't making like a tuna sandwich or something because who knows what the line would have been then, right? Yeah, it could have been. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> you know, it, actually, it could have been better, too, because, you know, I've been known to uh, leave my house, you know, dead middle of the night and go in search of an IHOP in whatever town <laughs> I happen to be in. I remember we got into Nashville one time and it was like two o'clock in the morning and I'm going, I got to get I got to find an IHOP because they have butter pecan syrup. And, you know, occasionally. <laughs> I have an addiction to butter pecan syrup, and <laughs> I'll, I'll drink it straight out of the bottle. It's it's kind of sad. It's really. Good, no, it's good. <laughs> it's great. Chris, that would. Do you have a question yeah. for me? 
Yeah, so that brings me to kind of a similar like with uh so I am I am not as old as my brothers. So I I'm Well there's something to be grateful for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so I I'm, I'm thirty one, so whenever like you know, all the love takes time and all these songs are coming out, I heard them from my brothers being young and kind of like everything they listened to influenced me. And I just uh-huh. remember I just remember hearing Love Takes Time over and over again. And then also the Christmas album um, that you, you know, let out. Um, but Love Takes Time, what what was the inspiration on that one? Just a little bit behind that song. Well, I wasn't in a good place when I uh, I started that project. I, I, isn't that on Mercy? I think it's on the Mercy Project. But I think so. I was going through some really hard things, you know, I – I went through a divorce eventually and, you know, and you think, wow, this can't happen to me because I'm a Christian, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you'd be amazed at what can happen to you. Uh, And uh, some of it is the, it's the valley of the shadow of death, but it's not a box canyon. And so, you know, at the time I, you know, I, I was trying to write, you know, positive, but I'm going, man, I I just ain't got that. I, I don't have happy I remember one artist saying, well, you know, if you're not smiling all the time, you don't know Jesus. And I'm going, well, I must know a different Jesus than you do because he walks <laughs> with me through some really awful things. Yeah. And so, I mean, Love Takes Time was, you know, just about my own failures. I'm going, man, I'm just, I can't make, you know, it takes two people to have a relationship. And yeah. um, it doesn't matter how much bending over you do. uh banding over backwards to try to uh, to appease whatever situation is uh, is happening and you know at some point i just thought i got really disillusioned because you know i grew up in pentecostal church and my folks always talked about the unconditional love of god you know and i'm going how come i don't see any of that i'm going as soon as you mess up um you know you're out you know, I mean, yeah. especially in church world, a lot of times they'll just oh, they'll yeah. cut you off, you know, in a passive aggressive, you know, we're still smiling, but we're not ever talking to you again. <laughs> and it's like, right. you know, yeah. something's missing in the gospel here. I mean, the good news is at my worst, God died for me. I mean, that's the best news that I could get. And, um, yeah. you know, and I just thought with that song. Um, you know, my faithfulness is is mostly based on the fact that God loved me anyway. He loved me anyway. So um, uh, I wanted to start the song with something that, that really got everybody's attention because everybody's been lied to somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. every, someplace down the road, maybe you lied to yourself. Maybe you told yourself yeah. you could do it. Uh, and I, it, it was – at the time, it was the most disillusioning fact that I could think of. Have you ever been lied to? You know, you just feel stupid. You feel stupid and, you know, what's wrong with me? And it's not you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you're thinking about what's wrong with you, and it's like, no, you've been given the wrong information. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. you know, there is a manual to life uh, that I failed to read on occasions. And, um mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of where I was. Have you ever been lied to? Thought to be someone that you just can't be? Lord have mercy. You know, I mean, I was even in even in church world and in Christian circles, I was 
I was desperately trying to be shiny enough for the Christian community because, you know, we don't want sullied heroes. And uh, anybody with, you know, Superman doesn't have broken bones. And and I just, I was failing at it. I'm just going, man, I, I got to quit this. I kept feeling like I needed to tender my resignation from Christianity because I just thought, I can't live up to the hype. You know, it yeah. was, eventually I wrote a, I also wrote a song called We All Need. I was raised on the lessons in the victory speech, and I fought for the standards that I could not reach. And I'm going, it's amazing how subtle it is for us to to buy into a performance. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. because that's in the real world, um, you know, I'm loved for what I do more often than not, not who I am. And and that's why I follow Jesus to this day, is because he loves me for who I am, not for what I do. And it's real easy to get kind of caught up in, well, you know, God's going to love me uh, because I'm performing well. <laughs> and it's oh, like, oh, yeah. you know, you've seen people on on TV, that, you know, and, and I've seen them that the people that are successful and doing really great and you just, you have this sense that, you know, God loves them more than he loves you. And then you start thinking, well, maybe it's because I'm just not working hard enough or I'm not doing enough or, you know, I'm not smart enough. And, you know, the, it's sad, but that is the beginning of going off the rails in, in Christian faith is wow. The hardest part to believe about the Bible is that God loves me. Um, you know, it, you, right. when you read, I love, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, well, you know, yeah, the world, but you know, I am not of this world. (laughs) You know, it's hard to, it's hard to put yourself in the equation, Mm -hmm. but you know, nothing changes until you put yourself in that equation. That if, that if you were the only person here, God would have laid his life down for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's, that's really good. Cause like, like even nowadays, like with this next generation, they see phony from a mile away. Oh yes, and, and like that—that that is not what they want. They want real. Like they want you to be like, yes, I'm I'm a pastor. Yes, I'm a, I'm a singer, Christian singer, music artist. But like, I don't have it together. I don't have it figured out. Like that's that's really all they want to hear. They don't hear like you know I'm I'm, I'm good. I've got it all together. Um, and yeah, so that's that's just really really cool. Well, there's a flip side to that too. Is you know, I mean, what I've seen in in recent years is is people reveling in the fact that they're broken. I'm going, well, that's not the tr- that's not the way to go either. You know, right? Yeah. I, I don't right, revel right, right. in my brokenness. I don't say I'm. I heard somebody uh, singing. Uh, you know, as one of the Nashville singers, and they were singing, "I'm broken and I'm beautiful." You know, and like, well, that's not the point. I'm going. I just. <laughs> Once again, I would have changed the lyrics to that song because, uh, you know, she, the song seems to be uh, she's trying to exalt herself in her brokenness. And I'm going, right. no, that's not it either. The gospel is Jesus loves me. Right. And um, it's like I wrote a song just recently. Uh, my manager asked me if I'd written anything for my granddaughters. And I'm going, no, nah, I don't. 
all I do is babysit them, and they're really irritating sometimes. <laughs> and I'm sitting on my back porch watching them, and, you know, they don't care who I am. They don't know who I am. Um, they have no idea that I – of any of my accomplishments whatsoever. All they know is that I'm sitting there watching them, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like – and then suddenly they are just, you know, climbing the wall and tearing my house apart and – but, you know, as long as I'm smiling and going, that's nice. And, you know, it, the song is called Look What I Can Do. <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, because, I mean, that's, it's not about your brokenness or your performance, either one. It's it's about being uh, created in God's image and that he is, uh, he's got a crush on you somehow. And, you know, yeah. it's just like with my grandbabies. You know, watching them play, you know, the feelings that I have for them sneak up on me. They don't mm-hmm. – it's not like I I bounce out there and profess my love to my granddaughters. It's like, yeah. no, they're just kind of around, and I'm kind of around, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always there for them, and and they kind of know it. And it's, yeah. I think that's, that's the way a relationship with God should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think you you kind of hit on it. Uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes we we tend to go uh, to one extreme or the other as far as you know it, it, it it's all this or it's all that, and it makes me think of you know the Apostle Paul being the guy that said that he was worst of the worst when it came to sinners. I'm the chief of them, and he's also the same guy that said, "Follow me as a Christ." And I think it's that is that balance. You know, he could have just hung on the I'm the worst of the worst. Oh yeah. But then he said, well, you know, but then that's the grace line and 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 said, hey, follow me, Paul. that that balance of both? You hit it right on the right on the head there. Yeah, yeah it's like singing, I I'm the worst, and I'm I'm going. No, that's not the point. <laughs> right, that's yeah. not the point. Come on, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I call it. You know, that thing about Paul, I call that careening off the guardrails. You know, it's like I'm usually, you know one side of the lane or the other and thank mm-hmm. God for the, for the guardrails. Cause you know, I'll get on one side of that fence and then go, wow, I, I, now I overcorrect. And then I'm, and then right. it shoots me back over to the other side. No wonder my car looks like a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's awesome. I think, I, I think that's, that's, um, uh, yeah, like my brother said, you know, of uh, uh, people want, something that's real because the world's going to offer so many things that aren't and and uh and 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 that and that's i think you hit it right on uh brian um so we're we're closely approaching the holiday season you know tomorrow's thanksgiving and uh christmas is coming up and my my experience uh with your music uh started with your christmas album christmas is jesus and for a long time i was telling my brother last week i was telling jacob i was like you know i didn't know brian duncan had other songs uh, I thought I always I kind of classified you as like a Bean Crosby, like I just thought no, you were the you were the, for me. I didn't know who you were. Uh, you know, I was probably you know eight or nine or ten when I started you know listening. I, I can't remember when I exactly got the Christmas album and when we started listening to it. But for me, that was it. I was like, that's that's the Christmas guy. Brian Duncan is the Bean Crosby, you know. And it Brian. was my and we heard. Brian, we heard that Christmas album in June. We heard it in May. We heard it just <laughs> oh, yeah. All year long. <laughs> well, you uh, know, uh, mm-hmm. that whole record was recorded in, in June and July and August. Yeah. You know, most of the Christmas yeah. songs 
for written in the summertime because you know if you if you want a Christmas right now you got to start earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Now is that hard for you recording a Christmas? Like how do you get in the Christmas spirit in June? How, how is that difficult? Oh, we recorded. I remember we recorded up in the Hollywood Hills, uh, the Christmas of Jesus project, and we were using a studio, uh, a home studio up in uh, Hollywood, and it was it was like ninety degrees. And we got a picture of us in, in Santa hats, uh, sitting outside during a break, you know, under a palm tree, <laughs> going, "Hey, Merry Christmas!" You know, Maybe that that ruins it for me a little bit. I kind of always imagined you guys being around a, a campfire outside a log cabin or something. Oh, yeah. you, know? you know what? There's not a lot of recording equipment around a campfire. You know, it, yeah. They don't go well together. I'm just Listen, my, my 10-year-old imagination, you know, it's kind of where it took me, uh, and, and I've held on to that. But yeah, that, know, you know, Do you remember mm-hmm. that song? It goes, uh, oh, the weather outside is frightful. Right, yeah. Um, you know, that was written in August in Los Angeles, and, you know, kind of ruined it for me too <laughs> he's not even talking about uh, you know chestnuts roasting on an open fire probably wasn't anywhere near snow yeah. yeah so so yeah so that for me that's kind of my experience and then honestly it was one of those moments you know I, I think I was probably a teenager when I realized uh, you had other songs and when same thing with like Bing Crosby, like I always I always say that because it's funny because it's like oh I thought he was just a Christmas guy and so I mean that's kind of my experience and and uh, even today you know my my brother and sister or my brother uh, and my sister and they knew growing up uh, that that was just the album I was going to play year round and uh, it it it, it wow. was um, it, for me it marked me and 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 um, so I've I've always loved that album and I actually have a question for you about that I kind of went into it a little bit. Uh, who is what? Who what choir is that that's singing on that album? Oh man, uh, you know one of the reasons that Christmas is Jesus is such a big uh, success is man we had we had the best musicians and the best singers you could get in Los Angeles. Um, some of the, the orchestra was recorded at Capitol Records, um, mm-hmm. and we used the um, what is it the Hollywood Press Choir. Hollywood Presbyterian uh-huh. Choir. Okay. And, you know they're big time, and they I don't I don't even want to know what they what they cost us, <laughs> but it's <was> like <laughs> you know we spent a hundred uh, probably spent a hundred and twenty thousand dollars recording that project. So I mean, mm-hmm. needless to say, I I had to uh, tour that for five years just to pay it off. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like a house payment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, for me, it was worth it. I'm glad you did it, and and it's and it, I'm kind of ruined for other Christmas music now because I always compare. Like if I hear another album come out or a singer, and they've got a choir singing with their music, I'm always like, nah, it doesn't match. It doesn't match the Christmas with Jesus. Is Jesus album? Sorry. Well, you know what? Yeah, because I mean, there's choir. They is a nebulous term because um, the mass choir or you know some of these big choirs like. Uh, Hollywood Press was probably 120 voices. It's like that's a big choir, and it takes a room to put to even put them in a room. So, right, um, yeah, it's it's gonna be. But anyway, if you want to imagine the angels singing with you, I would imagine it needs to be a throng. I mean, you don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's there's no way to really cover that very well. And of course, I was. I was not crazy about putting huge choirs and orchestras on the on a record because 
I'm I'm going to be touring that, and chances yeah. are I'm not going right. to be able to afford 120 voices and an orchestra. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I eventually did another record like 20 years later. Well, maybe it's 50, maybe 10. Uh, and it was just soul music. It was it's called a neo soul Christmas. Mm-hmm. And now I'm yeah. doing a new Christmas project. I, I started writing songs for it in January of this year. But they're storybook songs, you know, about my kids growing up. And, um, you know, so, you know, because you can't top what you just did. I mean, it's – and, you know, I don't have those kind of budgets these days. You know, everything's crowdfunded now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't – I have to record unless my friends help me out. I got to get by with a little help from my friends. But, you know, I wrote this one song. uh, It's called Print of a Baby's Hand, and it's it's about sitting in front of the Christmas tree, looking at all the little, you know, baby's first Christmas ball (laughs) that mommy won't let you take off the Christmas tree. And some of those little uh, popsicle stick memories that your kids made when they were in the third grade. And, you know, now the tree looks like a yard sale. (laughs) It's like, it's just a mess. But you know, and but I was thinking, well, why do we keep this baby's first Christmas thing? That kid's thirty-eight years old now, and uh, <laughs> he says because that was that was where he was, and that's where that's part of our memories of Christmas. And so, I mean, I the the hook of the song goes. Now I understand that like baby Jesus didn't stay too long from the time his mama brought him home. In a blink, those tiny hands are gone, but they still hold my world. And then yeah. it goes, and I'm thankful for all the years we've had, the times we spent both good and bad, even though I know that baby is no baby anymore. Because I also wanted to say that, too, is that yeah. I, I, almost, I almost cringe when people call, you know, refer to the baby Jesus, like, yeah. like, he's, like he never grew up. Right. <laughs> eight, eight, like eight pounds, six pounds, baby Jesus. Yeah. 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 Will Ferrell, Uh To piggyback off my brother, Brian, uh, my two favorite, well, I have, they're all really amazing songs on that Christmas album, but uh, I really love how whoever's idea it was, but your version of I Heard Bells on Christmas Day is, is so beautiful. And then, and then it just goes in rocking with the angels we have heard on how that version is, amazing and the notes that you hit oh lord uh, <laughs> well, I, I can, I can, I can still it. hit those I, I, you know there's some on that record that i'm not sure i i need a doctor's permission <laughs> to hit now but, <laughs> but angels there's, isn't one of them uh wow. that angels you know that was yeah. that there you know are. we were just noodling around at the back end of that song and we i'd already sung the whole song down in the studio and and then i was just kind of goofing around and i and I hit that note, and he says, oh, man, that's good. And he, so he cut and pasted it. He flew it to the front of the song is what we call it. We yeah. fly it in. He cut it from the back of the song and put it on the front of the song, and it was like, awesome. it changed everything. So when you toured with that, did you do a Milli Vanilli and, and have that played, or did you sing it? <laughs> oh, heck no. Well, I can I sing. I, you know, I sing it every Christmas now. I'm yeah. singing it in two weeks. Wow. Uh, okay. You know, I can I can still hit most notes. You know, I joke yeah. about not hitting high notes, but you know, no, I still got all my. In fact, I've been resting my voice all the way through COVID, so mm-hmm. I'm going. Oh yeah. I, I'm I'm in pretty good shape now. I mean, everything yeah. that could possibly be wrong has healed. So, yeah. uh, 
Oh, I was going to say, too, though, uh, I heard The Bells is my favorite song, mostly because it was honest, you know, where he's going. Mm -hmm. And I, I looked around, and there is no peace on earth. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's exactly the way I start my Christmas. It's like, ah, I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. And uh, But when you get to the end of that song, he goes, God is not dead, nor does he sleep. And I'm going, man, it just it spikes me. You know, yeah. When you sing that line. Sometimes you need to say this stuff to yourself out loud. You're going, yeah. You know, God is like somebody told me the other day, you know, talking about the news and how awful things are and how vindictive and people are opinionated out the wazoo and everybody thinks they know better. And, mm -hmm. and, and this guy looked at me once uh, a couple of weeks ago and he says, you know, God's not up there wringing his hands about this. He's not. He's not going. Yeah. Oh no! What are we gonna do? <laughs> you know, he's seen worse things from human beings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you you talked about it, Brian, and 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 we won't keep you too much longer. But you you talked about the 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 new Christmas project you're working on. Uh, would would you like to share with us about that? What what do you have going on uh, with that? Also with your ministry, and and how can we and and our listeners be praying for you and what you have going on in your life right now? Well, you know, it feels like we're all starting over, doesn't it? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know, COVID yeah. has just sidelined everyone, and oh, yeah. most of my most of my voter friends have been out, are out of business. You know, I mean, there's, there's stores out of business in my neighborhood. Um, you know, just because they just couldn't survive. And I'm yeah. grateful to God that he, that I've we've gotten through this when we couldn't do concerts at all. Mm -hmm. And I've been playing worship stuff at my church for online services most of the year. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the thing that I really want to do is I want to finish my life strong. I'm in the fourth quarter of my life. Let's not kid ourselves. And um, I want to write songs. I want to write meaningful songs about uh, and restate what Christmas is because we're losing it. You know, you watch a, you watch a Target commercial or a Gap commercial, and, you know, they're talking about happy holidays and yippee noodles and, you know, party time. And I'm going, you're missing it. You're missing it big time. And that's one of the reasons I wrote Christmas is Jesus, even back in 1991, because I was just uh, growing weary of people saying happy holidays like right. that. There's nothing holiday-ish about this if you don't know Jesus. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's bottom line that get, it, that's the redemption. It's it's okay. about starting over and having a new slate, a clean mm -hmm. slate. So mm -hmm. you know, the new record is focused on those. I did, by the way, I, you can get a copy of it. I, I did uh, an acapella version. Of I heard the bells. Wait to hear that. Oh, wow. um, it's on the website. You can hear that one. I did it with a group called Straighter Road, and I would mm -hmm. put them up against uh, Pentatonics or Take mm -hmm. Six. I mean, they're yes. every bit. They're every bit as good. And awesome. yeah, and I couldn't be prouder of that kind of thing. But oh, yeah. we couldn't keep them for everything. So you know, I'm and I want to write nuke the songs. I've got five now. Um, one of them's called, uh, here's one gift you can never take back. <laughs> it's like, uh, I love you all the way to Christmas. And it's, it's, uh, 
it's a rockin' song. But a lot of them are, you know, tear jerkers. They're about yeah. my kids growing up and about losing a diamond ring. My my daughter lost a diamond ring for Christmas, and mm-hmm. we had to tear the house apart looking for it, you know, because <laughs> there's wrapping paper everywhere. And I said, you know, this is just like Christmas, you know, where you you it's it's not bad things uh, to to be celebrating with gifts and lights and all that. But don't lose the diamond ring in the wrapping. It's <laughs> like that yeah. song is don't don't lose the ring in the wrapping. And so the song goes, the miracle here is the lost can be found. The lost can be found. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, that's what we need to bring back to Christmas. And, yeah. you know, I can't beat Christmas's Jesus record. I don't have the budget or that many friends anymore. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but the new record is going to be a strong presentation of the meaning of Christmas. And, you know, so whatever that looks like in the long run depends on who contributes to the record. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian, we cannot wait to hear that. Um, like I said, you know, you, you have one of the most iconic voices in Christian music. Uh, you know, a song will start and hearing your voice, you know, you just know right away, oh, that's Brian Duncan, you know, and you just, <laughs> have, one them, you just have one of them voices, brother. And, uh, it's it's just been an honor, and we thank you so much for being uh, a part of uh, this interview today. And if anybody wants to contribute, please do go to your website, right? Yeah, brianduncan.com. You'll find it. it yeah. If you spell Brian with a Y, um, I misspelled yeah. it from my early childhood because I also have one of the most moronic minds. <laughs> like, <laughs> iconic voices. And a moronic mind. <laughs> it's that's where those great lyrics come from. Is the juxtaposition of about five different thoughts happening at the same time. Well, we can't have it all, Brian. We can't have it all, okay? Well, I had it once. I just don't know what I did with it. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll make sure that we put a link on our uh, all the podcasts on Spotify and Apple Music. We'll make sure we have a link uh, for for our listeners to be able to go there. Well, let me say thanks for listening to my music all these years. You know, it's one of the reasons that I'm still able to do this is because guys like you uh, that are singing and playing and doing what you do. And, and man, if I can be an inspiration to somebody going forward, that's a great way to leave life is uh, I I left something for somebody behind me. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you so much for taking the time. All right, God bless Thanks you guys. So God bless Thank you. Too. Yeah, have a good. I'm going to go buy kidding. a turkey now. <laughs> oh, you're, pick, you're picking a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a perfect time, but you know, there's a line no matter where you go. So it's true. Uh, yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, Thank you, Brian. God bless you guys. God bless you, bro. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Yeah, I mean, so you know, like like was said before, I a little bit after my time, but I do remember growing up with you all listening to his Christmas album and love takes time, all those, all those songs by him. So, but it, it was great to, to interview him and get to talk with him. And so, yeah, I mean, like we mentioned in the interview, one of uh, Lindsay and I songs in our wedding was uh, a heart like mine. So, you know, we'll, we have a piece of history for the rest of our lives being married. Um, 
because Brian Duncan, you know, even though he wasn't physically there, but one of his songs was played in our wedding. So, so that was good times. So hope you guys enjoy this interview with Brian Duncan and to catch up and, and just to hear what he's got going on in his, in his life right now. Well, thanks for listening this week, guys. And thanks to Brian for taking the time to sit down with us and uh, answer our questions and uh, fill us in on what's going on with him. It's always um, uh, a good time when we get to have these interviews and times uh, with musicians. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Remember, we're on uh, Christian Music Guys podcast is uh, wherever you can find your podcast. We're on Google, Apple, uh, Spotify. So check us out. Uh, share us. We're on Facebook as well. Yes. So uh, we'll see you in the next one. Have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And um, our Christmas yeah, we'll see you in the next one. coming up. Yep. Yeah, Christmas episodes coming up. So hope you're enjoying the holidays so far. And uh, things are about to get a lot more merry uh, over the next couple weeks with us.